This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now. We are live from Pepper Stadium as the Panthers take on the Roosters in Monday Night Football. Just about must win for the Panthers and there's been a big change. Sterlow on the non-charge against Jared Hayne as ref touching is again in the spotlight. And Ryan HG returned to Triple M. We'll have one of today's best bits. Welcome yes. to the Rush Hour. They've already smashed every Triple M podcast record. and they've only, it, was only, it was only up for five minutes. It was already the number one podcast in the country. But uh, uh, we'll get one of their best bits a little later. Hello, Sterlow. Hello, Dan. Now, I apologise if I nod off early, mate. So I don't know if I'll get through the next two weeks. They are killing me. There's no sleep. Isn't it amazing? We all, we're all going. Oh, we're all, we're all above the Olympics leading up. Oh, mate, it's you know, uh, it, it, it's seen better days. It's Rio. It'll be a disaster, mate. You know, it's not what they used to be. And we get to Saturday night, and I'm like you, mate. I'm watching the Boomers at four a.m. Yeah. I, I love the Olympics, <laughs> and uh, I'm watching the start of the road race. And 260 kilometres later, I'm watching the end of it, and. It just didn't seem to be anything in between apart from other sports. But, no, it's great. And, and obviously, it's fairly user-friendly uh, when, for our morning. Yes. So it's, uh, it, it works out well that way. Well, but for unless people you've with, been to, going to sleep at 3.30. And for people with real jobs, it's a problem. But for people like us... But yeah. the swing finals are at 11 a.m. It's great. I just don't know if I can do two weeks. <laughs> what do you mean a real job? Billy Harrigan, hello to you. Hello, Dan. Well, I'm saying we don't have real jobs. I've been trying to fit in some time to watch it, but I have a real job, so I don't have a lot of time, Pete. Well, mate, you've got to get your priorities (laughs) right. How how often do the Olympics come around? How often can you have a real job? I only thought that today, driving that one, because I'm really into it, watching all the stuff, and I'm thinking, this is the time we should have taken two weeks off, because it's only once every four years. Take two weeks off when the Olympics are on and veg out. Um, no, Joey, he's crooked tonight, so we wish him all the best. He'll be back next week. Uh, A big change uh, for this game which has become a big one for Penrith. It was already going to be most important, but that West's Tigers win um, has certainly raised the stakes here for Penrith, who are now out of the eight. Mitchell Pearce is out. Ryan Madison is the halfback, and Grant Garvey will make his debut. As we speak, Jackson Hastings is running around in under 20, so he really is on the nose with Trent Robinson. Well, I'm keen to see how their kicking game will be tonight, the Roosters. I actually was... I'd tip them, but it's sort of um, dense my confidence with no Mitchell Pearce, who has been great since he came back. And as I say, the, the kicking game is a bit of a concern. Connor Watson, I imagine, would take a lot of that responsibility. Uh, we might see a little bit more from Jake Friend out of dummy half, but that's a big loss, Pearce. And, and to play Madison alongside Watson, like you would you would have thought Jackson Hastings just was the automatic, but far from the truth. It's another halves combination. I think this is the eighth they've had this year. Um, we will concentrate on this game a little later on. Trent Robinson will join us shortly. Lots of league to get through. Lots of Olympic stuff as well. Uh, so let's take a song and we'll come back. Garrett Hayne not charged. Uh, has the game contradicted itself though? How would Tyson Frizzell fans and Dragons fans be feeling? Rush hour, Triple M. Triple M, live Monday night football, Penrith and the Sydney Roosters, less than an hour until kickoff. Trent Robinson will join us shortly. We've got Sturlow, we've got Billy Harrigan, and we've got Steve Mascord, uh, who's working the sideline for us. Hello, Masco. Hello. We brought you in specifically for this because we need some clarification. Before we get to you, though, Sturlow, your thoughts on Jared Hayne not being done in by Hayne Cam. Can you imagine the irony that the camera that followed Jared was going to do him in? Uh, <sighs> Oh, thank, There's thank, no charge against him for touching the ref. Thank goodness. 
Thank goodness. I think it's so sad that after Jared Haynes' return and all the positives, and there were plenty of them, his, his performance was remarkable, which I know we'll get into a little bit later, but the expectation and all of that, the crowd to actually have the referee walking back into Jared and their contact between them, even be a talking point out of that game, I find it so deflating. And, you know, there was no other choice but to not charge him. But I know that you're going to raise the fact, okay, does that mean that... um, Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that we've got Bill and Steve here because just take us through the edict first, Steve. The week before Tyson Frizzell was charged and found guilty, what what went out to the clubs once again, please? Yeah, guys, we only know about it on hearsay and that's, that's where I've got a little bit of a bugbear and I wrote about it in the Sydney Morning Herald this morning. Why do we need to have something... Um, like the Tyson Frizzell situation arise before we know about um, a matter as basic as an edict to clubs about the interpretation of the rules. You know, I, can't, I would think that that's what the NRL media department are there to do. If, if a circular is sent to clubs and it's going to have an impact on the field, then surely uh, they should tell us so. They should, if, if not us, you know, the fans, they're a major stakeholder in the game. They deserve to know if there's a change of interpretation. Answering your question, it was ba- almost zero tolerance. We've only heard about it on hearsay because we haven't seen a copy of it. It was almost zero tolerance unless completely unavoidable. So is that nearly pregnant? Almost. Well, we had Todd Greenberg on Dead Set Legends in Sydney on, on Saturday, and this is what he said. In relation to contact with match officials, as, as small and as um, maybe innocuous as what that was, yeah. I think the principle is that there's been a, a growing call over the last, I think, year or two, a growing um, trend in the game to seeing players remonstrating with referees uh, demanding decisions be checked, uh, getting in their face. That's been something that has crept into the game, which I don't think any of us should tolerate, and I don't think any of us should accept going forward that that's something we should accept in our game. And, and I'm not going to cop players running at referees or touching them inadvertently, even if it is inadvertent. The rule is as simple and as clear as possible, and sometimes black and white helps. Don't touch the referee. The onus of responsibility is on players. That is pretty strident, Sterling. All right, well, I agree in the fact that he's talking about, you know, the remonstrating, getting in the referee's faces, but that is very different to touching a referee. I think they're two different situations. The most sense I've heard spoken about this issue, and I can't believe it is an issue, was James Graham last week, who I was talking to. And, Bill, he said in situations where there is contact from the, between player and referee, the owner should be put back on the referee who if he's got a problem, if he felt threatened, if he thought that the, the contact was untoward, he puts it in his report and then it is acted upon. Because Tyson Frizzell, when he got up, is it uh, Chris, Chris James? James. Yeah. They didn't even acknowledge each other. I don't think they even no. know that they touched each other until after the game. So if the referee feels threatened, absolutely. If the referee feels as, as though there's, there's something to be acted upon, how would you feel about the referees basically putting it back onto them and saying that, well, if you've got a problem, put it in your report. If there is no problem, we just play on. Absolutely. There was incidental contact yesterday in the game of uh, the Tigers and Cowboys where the pocket referee, and at the time the pocket referee was Jerry Sutton, he got in the way. And I can't remember who it was, Tedesco or Moses or one of them, was coming up to go to dummy half and all of a sudden found a referee backing into him and give him a little bit of a shunt. Like, bang, bump into him, shunt, get out of my way, I've got to get the dummy half. Nothing was said. I don't think anyone picked it up. I actually saw it and thought, boy, I hope that's not an issue because that was the referee getting in his way, yet he was actually shunted a little bit out of the way. 
Yeah, I can think. We've got, sorry, we've got to even this up. We've got to give that referee a week, and we've got to give the one who walked, <laughs> who backed it into Jared Hayne, give him a week as well. Oh, yeah. I found over the years. That'll get though, him out of the way. I found over the years that culturally referees are really bad at sticking up for themselves. They don't want any drama. They want to get to the end of the game. Bill may, Bill may have been an exception to this. So we have one <laughs> yeah. referee. If we have one referee who's really militant and he puts it in his report every time, then we've got another referee who never mentions in his report. We have an inconsistency. I'm not sure we can trust the referee. It comes back course. to the leadership, Pete. Who is the boss in there telling I know when Stewie Raper and I were in there, we just said, because we know that one day there's one of the referees, I think it was Jared Maxwell, got a dressing down by one of the players. And we actually pulled them all in together and said, if that happens again, you'll kick off in the under-20s before it at 1.30 on a Sunday afternoon, not at 3 o'clock, because that's not going to be allowed. For t- cannot, not taking action, you mean? For not taking action. You just said, you can't allow that, boys. That's not on. And all this remonstrating where they run up at the, you know, in the in gold and say, check this and throw their hands up, that comes down to the referee being strong. Yeah. Strong on the field. So, yeah, you can send out an edict to the club saying this, that and the other. But if it comes back to the referee and they all do it over the course of that weekend in every game, you knock it on the head within two weeks. Well, with remonstrating, you can, there are so many different avenues. You can march in 10, you can penalise, you can put them in the bin. There's a lot of different things. That's very different. Yeah. To, to the contact between player and... Contact, like you go back, contact, incidental contact, and he's just happened to bump you or something like that, you go, yeah, okay, mate, big deal. If you feel that you've been shoved unnecessarily or touched in an appropriate way, then yet put in your report and then say, I want the match review committee to have a look at that, and then they can deal with it. There's a, real, a, big, there's a big problem in any area making edicts that can't be enforced because then when you take a step back, your authority is undermined. You know, so if the governing body or the, you know, the people, uh, the rules committee, if they come up with changes that then can't be enforced and they have to repeal those changes, then everyone has a little bit less respect less for authority. As well, yeah. Did, did we and solve I'll anything what? I think we solved the Tyson Frizzell's unlucky. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Is that what we, which we knew <laughs> coming we knew in. That. Very quickly, Dan, if they see the Tyson uh, Frizzell and then they go, you know what, that was pretty ordinary. We, we stuffed up there. Then you put out your memo to the clubs and say, okay, that, wasn't, that one was probably tough, but this is what we're looking at in future, and then you've rectified the problem. When you're wrong, you've got to be able to admit it. All right, this is the rush out. We will talk footy because yesterday, what a fabulous day with the 25,000 crowd on the coast and uh, the great day, game of great performance by the Tigers at Leichhardt. So we'll talk about all those things and get you ready for this game. Panthers, Roosters, rush out, Triple M. Okay, we'll have the best bit of Ryan HG coming up in about 10 minutes. Live at Pepper Stadium. What a beautiful night it is too. Not cold, or well, certainly wasn't cold a few minutes ago uh, as we get ready for Penrith and the Roosters on this Monday night. Yes, Sterlo? We're sitting inside, Dan, with the door closed. Yeah, but hang on, mate. Oh, we were we wouldn't know if it's cold ago. or not. It could be minus three degrees, and, and you've got a what? tracksuit on as well. It was Yeah, because I overcompensated. I figured Golden West of a night time. I just don't want you misleading mate, the, you, the listeners. Saying, it was 20 degrees was... when we came in and... 20, 25 minutes ago. Trent Robinson's with Steve Mascourt. Trent, no Mitchell Pierce. What's the story there? Uh, just, I guess we've had some problems at back end of the year just on calves, just um, really small strains, and uh, we've just got another one. So, uh, yeah, just uh, it's been sort of plaguing us over the last six weeks with Mitchell, and uh, yeah, couldn't get there today. You've had 11 days since your last game. What have you done with the time as a club? Yeah, we, uh, I guess we had a different session there against the Wallabies early in the week, uh, which was uh, beneficial, just a bit of a change there on a long week. Uh, we had some rest there, especially after three games in ten days, uh, and then we prepped for the game. Panthers uh, bidding to get back into the top eight tonight. Uh, what are you expecting from them? Yeah, obviously a pretty important game for them to get into the eight. I think uh, some of those teams around and won over the weekend, so uh, a bit of pressure there. And uh, We're trying to continue on, trying to play some good form, which we sort of carried over the last month. Thanks, Trent. See you later in the night. Thanks. Thank you, Trent Robinson. Yes, Sterling? Well, and for those of you at home that didn't, 
thought that didn't sound like Trent Robinson. He was shivering. And it was, that's, he was <laughs> freezing down there. Uh, anytime we do league, it's for totally workwear. They don't just do workwear. They also have a great range of hospitality gear. Find your local store at totallyworkwear.com.au. I'll tell the audience why you're cranky. That's <laughs> no, all right. Uh, you should, oh, that, okay. No. So behave. Uh, it's all right. I had an all up, which nearly got up, but didn't. Yeah. I do a podcast for Stu. We do a podcast for sports bet, and we have 100 to 1 shots. Sterling nearly got it. Yeah. If the Gold Coast didn't score on the bell, he would have got a 100 to 1 shot, which he did have money on. No, it was 96 to 1. And this is the year. That, that, it, it puts a whole different complexion on this game, the Mitchell Pearce yeah. absence. I was really confident of the Roosters. I, I uh, said, you know, over the last month, I suppose, that they were going to be a real thorn in some contenders' sides, and I thought tonight, but really levels things up, you know, probably, well, sways it back towards Penrith. Mathematically, Penrith don't have to win, but they have to win, don't they? Well, I think you've got to beat sides. If you're a contender and there's five vying for a couple of spots, if you're, you've got to beat the teams that are underneath you. If you're, mid, if you're mid-table, yeah. you really do have to beat sides that are underneath you, so... That makes it a must-win for Penrith. All right, sports update coming up after this. Anytime we do, Luke, it is for Totally Workwear, and uh, we'll have more after this. It's the Rush Hour Live from Pepper Stadium. Monday night footy coming up in about half an hour between the Panthers and the Sydney Roosters as we do the Rush Hour and the changes for the Panthers. Suiamatangi is out. Moses Leota will start, and Jeremy Lattimore is back in Jersey 21. As we told you earlier, the Roosters no Mitchell Pearce. Ryan Madison starts, and Grant Garvey makes his uh, NRL debut, a noted SG ball uh, under-20s hooker. Yeah, we don't know too much about him, but um, obviously another player to make their debut for the Roosters this year, and they're, they're starting to total them up as well. Yeah, the uh, I think they, this will be the 10th player they've debuted this year, only Newcastle the same. Yeah, there you go. Both 10 each. Uh, they are team changers for Mungle Boots. Let's do this. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au Sports update. First at the games, no repeat of night one in the pool for the Aussies. The big event uh, was the men's 4x100 relay. In a pretty good sign, actually, for the individual event, Cam McAvoy delivered a scorching final leg to bump up Australia into a bronze medal. Uh, but the USA won comfortably. Michael Phelps increased his gold medal tally to 19. He has more gold on his own than nations like Argentina, Mexico and Czech Republic have in their entire summer Olympic history. However, the star of the night and uh, probably the star of the games will be Katie Ledecky, absolutely destroying her own 400-metre world record. Uh, she's in line for four golds. Now, some other notable results from day two. Novak Djokovic went out in the opening round of the men's tennis and subsequently burst into tears. It really got him that he uh, went out, out the back door. Most emotional I've ever seen him. And obviously that's You're how much warming to him. No, well, yeah, You're I did, warming I, to him. I did then. I did then. Because obviously that's the one thing he doesn't have. Yeah. You know, he's number one in the world and his, his record is incredible. So that must you could just see the disappointment. So I, I did warm to him on that occasion. What's more incredible, Juan Martin Del Postro, Potro has won a USA, but so he can play. He beat him in straight sets. He was stuck in a lift before the match for 40 minutes. Like too tall? The, um, he had to be uh, rescued by the Argentine uh, handball team. Uh, the Australian, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> what, what, were they just walking past or something? Or the Australian they, they women. shimmy down the... I don't know, Ocean's Eleven style. You know, they would have uh, opened the top of the, uh, the <laughs> elevator. I don't know. The Australian women's rugby sevens team are into the semis where they'll play Canada. Now, that's at 3.30. Okay, that's a bad time slot. But if they get through that, which they should... 
It's a final against either New Zealand or Great Britain at 8 a.m. our time tomorrow. So that's something to look out for. The Australian women's rugby team, the Pearls. Yes, I think they're in a little bit of trouble. I've watched all of their games. I think the New Zealand girls are going to be extremely hard to beat. A remarkable game against the USA where we lost a player in the opening tackle, basically, and struggled to get back to 12-all. But the New look, Zealand girls look like that they're... Let's, for Tokyo, let's try and get a gig calling the Rugby Sevens. You can be the expert. I'll do play-by-play because play, it's, it's over in six days. And then we can just put our feet up for the last ten. Gives us a little bit of time to learn some Japanese <laughs> as well. Exactly. Catherine Skinner's gold in the trap uh, and a bronze in the synchronised diving. Takes Australia to three golds, no silver, three bronze. Uh, now, away from Rio, uh, league news for Brighton's lawyers, protecting your future. David Norfoluma, the only player charged from yesterday's games. He was hit with a grade one dangerous throw. He will not be banned. Um, Jared Hayne, of course, as we told you, not sanctioned for touching the ref. I thought he and Kevin Naguama were the best players on the field yesterday. That is thanks to Brighton's lawyers. We'll talk about that game shortly. Uh, the Wellington Hurricanes won their Super Rugby uh, title, their first one. That means all the New Zealand franchises have now lifted the trophy. No major changes on the AFL ladder, although the Swans are now within one win of top spot. Central Coast Mariners have sacked their coach a couple of months out from the start of the A-League season. And Jim Furyk has shot a 58 at the PGA event in the States, but it wasn't enough for him to win. It's a pass 70, Dan. Pretty good effort. You are, um, you are one well, of the great glass half empty merchants. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. It's past seventy two. You break sixty. You're shooting what's thirteen under. Yeah, I, there's a bit of a difference. I'm with you. Some of those courses are like putt putt courses. That is a sports update for Magic Glass. Talking a bit of footy shortly. Oh, and the best of Ryan HG coming up on the other side of this break. Live from Pepper Stadium, twenty three minutes away from Panthers versus Roosters. Both sides warming up now. Um, the gold medal of the day went to Catherine Skinner, and uh, it wasn't easy for Catherine. She, she had to do it the hard way. She just snuck into the final six. And then there were technical problems galore uh, during her final against her New Zealand opponent where basically the trap would shoot and nothing would come out. And she was getting a bit angry, deservedly so. And Ryan HD talked about that this afternoon. Well, I saw it as anger as a real positive. And a lot of people have said over the years, you know, does anger help you with your shooting? And instinctively you think, oh, well, probably it might. Well, now we have the proof. The angrier you are, the better you shoot. It's incredible. Simple as that. Now, Skinner uh, became Australia's first Olympic shooting medalist since Warren Potent. Warren Potent. Couldn't he pull a trigger? Couldn't he shoot? Now, the Olympic debutante said she hoped a win would provide, wait for it, a shot in the arm for malign shooting Australia. Yeah. A shot in the a arm. Shot in the arm. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he'll get a bit more AOC funding. Well, don't well, I hope so. Coach isn't taking notice. Well, I hope so. And I hope this is getting through to the uh, the uh, the uh, Minister for Sport. It might be Susan Lee. I hope she's taking notice. Is she because pro I, shooting? I, of course she's pro-shooting. And, and I've been led to believe, I'm getting whispers of receiving that I'm getting here in Rio from uh, Australia, is that gun shops, they're accused of kids. Outside gun shops, kids who want to get involved with shooting. Angry kids. That's got to be good. <laughs> that doesn't do it justice because you have to cut these things down to fit them in. That was a seven-minute rant, which we cut down to 60 seconds. Uh, you right there, Stella? Just changed my headset. Um, it's, it's a really thin line, isn't it? Political correctness. <laughs> I'm surprised Donald Trump didn't get a mention in there somewhere. This is the Russia. You can hear Roy and HG every day on Triple M during the games between 12 and 1. More after this. 
Live from Pepper State, if you think you're simple minds, West's Tigers yesterday, Peter Sterling, in the short time we have, did they prove that they could, well, they certainly could play finals, they're in the eight, for goodness sake. Do you think they'll stay there? I think they could. They continue that form. Uh, the confidence they would have gotten out of that. And I've got to say, it's the first time in a long, long time that I've seen Jonathan Thurston and the Cowboys flustered, mm -hmm. put off their game. The rushing up and in defence of the West Tigers was exemplary and um, it was a really strong win. In fact, it never really looked like it was going to be any other result after the opening five or ten minutes. No. Uh, the Cowboys, that was... Do you sort of look at that and think, well, Thurston, okay, it was his first game back. He didn't look 100%, did he? A part of that, but he, as I say, it, it was it was more how flustered he looked and, and they were forced into error. Uh, great performance from the Tigers. All right, well done, Tigers. We'll see you on Saturday afternoon. Russia, Triple M. Sterlo Dan and Billy Harrigan here. Sterlo finding something funny. Let's go to Joel Kane from sportsbet.com.au. Hello, Joel. Good evening, man. How are we? We're good. Mitchell Pearce out of this game. I imagine that's had a significant impact on the market. Yeah, dollar forty-five. The Panthers. Uh, the Roosters two eighty-five. And Dan, how many teams are cheering yeah. the Roosters on tonight? I was thinking it was saying off it. This is one of the great Monday night games because you got the Tigers, you got New Zealand Warriors, you got uh, Gold Coast, all uh, wanting the uh, Roosters uh, to cause an upset. Uh, we have got big win, little win. What about first try scorer? First try scorer uh, Tupu. He's well supported at ten dollars. Mansour at eight dollars fifty. As far as the Panthers are concerned, but I'll tell you this, boys. Uh, Boyd Cordner, three tries from three games at Pepper Stadium. He's $5 to be an anytime try scorer. Ooh, okay. There we go. $5 for Boyd Cordner. And you've got the new Sportsbet multi-builder. Doesn't uh, Not for tonight, but for the next weekend. The easiest way to put on a multi, download the Sportsbet app today. Gamble responsibly. A nice call of the Jared Hayne game, Joel. Thank you very much, Dan, and uh, have a great call tonight. Thank you. Uh, that was that had something for everyone, that Jared Hayne game. Intercepts, uh, unbelievable. What about the tackle he made? First involvement, unbelievable. We've got to go to one more break, and then it's Panthers Roosters live Triple M. This Triple M Rush Hour podcast brought to you by the NRL Telstra Premiership Grand Final. Take your seat in history at ANZ Stadium, Sydney, on Sunday, October 2. Head to nrl.com slash tickets now.